I think it's really important that people start out playing safe. So, so we want to start with obviously <laughs> it's gonna be the girls are still wearing the clothing, unfortunately. A fantasy of mine is like a gay thing. That's just hot to me. This week, uh, we have a Tara topic. We're going to talk about being... Tara topic. It's a Tara topic. Okay, <laughs> so, bitches. Love you. Wow. Tara gets saucy. Welcome to Sex Uninterrupted with Tara and James. I'm Tara. And I'm James. And we are your sexy swinging lifestyle hosts. We host our weekly show to empower you to explore your sexuality and learn more about consensual non-monogamy. We made a decision that we did not want to fit the societal norm when it came to relationships, dating, and sex. We wanted to open things up, so that's just what we did. Since 2013, we have explored consensual non-monogamy and have never looked back. If you're looking for more after the show, get social with us. Follow us on Instagram at sex.uninterrupted, Twitter at sxuninterrupted, and Facebook by searching Sex Uninterrupted. After the show, be sure to visit sexuninterrupted.com slash radio show and sign up for our mailing list. And then the smoke show. <laughs> Blah moral. Oops, no, Balmoral. Is actually... I, I put the pronunciation in there for Oh, you. I get it. Balmoral. And Balmoral is actually pronounced Balmoral. The Balmoral strain is a THC-dominant hybrid that is a variety of UK cheese. Its forest green buds are complemented by orange pistols. Reviews off Lyft.co shared that this strain had a tendency to create anxiousness mm -hmm. and fidgeting which tara you felt yeah i actually i didn't know that when we, and then i looked it up and i was like oh yeah i kind of noticed that with this strain so don't dose high with this strain and try other methods of smoking other than the bong yeah exactly and on this week's show we are going to be talking about having better sex in the lifestyle and that starts with talking about the sexual issues that some people face. Sexual performance issues are common in both men and women, but are topics that are sometimes not discussed. We cover common issues both sexes face and share advice to those who may experience this during play. We then switch gears to performance fucking where we discuss some sexy tips for experiencing a better time when you're getting it on. The opportunity to get intimate with others in the lifestyle is high and ensuring it's a pleasurable time for everyone is key. It means that all parties have an enticing time and it can mean more sex for you in the future. So tune in as we share tips, tricks, and advice on having a sexier time in the lifestyle after this quick commercial break. <laughs> Have you checked out Season 6, Episode 7 of CNN's original series, This is the Life with Lisa Ling? She covered what a taste of Nadia and Nolans was like. They followed us around for some cool interviews, and tickets are now selling out fast for 2020. You won't want to miss this amazing event. As king and queen of Nadia and Nolans 2019, we will be returning to hand off our crowns, and we want you to join. Come to New Orleans with us July 8th to 12th, 2020, and see why we keep coming back every year. When you get your tickets through us, we will send you a personal thank you email and add you to our NIN mailing list to help you prepare for 2020. Visit sexuninterrupted.com slash naughty and book today. And we're back to the <laughs> Sex Interrupted show with Tara and James. We are talking about performance. Because performance is kind of, I don't know, everybody has their own style. 
definitely their own style. But I think even bringing it further back is like also what your body is capable of doing too. And, you know, a lot of times these things can be emotional, physical, psychological. psychological. And if you can't, if you don't um, work through these and understand them, then... It can become a bigger problem. Exactly. So You can't have better sex if you're not dealing with those things in the first place. Oh, 100%. Like if you have, you know, ED erectile dysfunction or you have premature ejaculation that can kind of throw a mix into your um i guess your fun time your play your play. intimacy definitely and being able to express yourself so i did actually a lot of research on male um ed and um, pe which yeah. is premature ejaculation um, i actually found some really interesting information um, it also says in almost every article that i ever read a hundred percent of men will experience erectile dysfunction at some point in their life yeah definitely which is actually a crazy statistic and probably it's higher if you're in the lifestyle and it's becoming more prevalent in younger aged men, which isn't very common. I wonder why. Do you think that porn has a lot to do with that? Uh, I'm not sure if porn has a lot to do with it or if it has a lot to do with the fact that our parents ate like, you know, shit ton of red meat um, that, you know, let's think about it in this way. There is a direct correlation between your diet and your sexual performance. Okay. So... If your parents are meat eaters, a lot of the things that come within meat are heart blockers, I guess. And you need to have good blood flow to have a good erection. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. <clears throat> so high blood pressure, um, stuff like that, these things that you have with your heart, if you don't have good blood flow, the more often than not, you're not going to be able to get hard. Okay. So um, stress is a big um contributor to this anxiety anxiety yeah um i have here bad diet lack of sleep exhaustion certain medication which is kind of interesting so if you're taking a certain medication like your doctor said hey you should try this medication it works well for whatever ailment you might have um you should probably talk to them and whether or not it's going to affect your performance because mm. a lot of these your sexual uh, performance well a lot of like pharmaceutical drugs um, can affect that because they're throwing off different things inside your body, which again, you're trying to get more centered and focused when you're taking these other meds, it could conflict with stuff. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and then obviously, um, other reasons for erectile dysfunction is alcohol, cigarettes, and supposedly a new thing called weed dick. Weed dick. Okay. Never heard about it because okay. I don't get it. I think you read about this a little bit more than I did. Well, weed dick, I don't, I, because I wanted to find out if this is a thing. And supposedly, if you get too high, you can't get it hard. I think I figured that's more of a point of like maybe just laziness. Or do you think it's more of like really high? Like people who eat like edibles and they're like fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think that there's a, I think that there's a weird. Because you have sex and on weed all the and time. And you get hard easily. Always. You don't really have When any. I'm on weed. Yeah. So I've never had that problem. I've had that problem when I've been drinking and I've had that problem when I've done drugs. I That's one of the only times. And I've had it in a few lifestyle situations and that was early on in our in our exploration. Um, and thank God it didn't deter me from um, the lifestyle. But Or I psychologically impact you. It did because a lot of times when you get into these scenarios, um, you're not in the most comfortable space. 
It's scary. Yeah. It's new. It's intimidating. It's like if you've never it's had all a these emotions. threesome or a foursome or and having all the different body parts and all the things going around, it can be very intimidating, which can get in your head. One, and then, well, I read an article, and I don't quote me on this, but they were talking about positive um, – like positive talk within yourself, like how to talk to yourself positively. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people get in their head and not just based on your performance, but making sure that you perform for the person that you're with. Okay. So there's pressure you're putting on yourself subconsciously by talking to yourself like, I hope she has an orgasm. If she doesn't have an orgasm, this would be devastating. So negative talk. Yes. Negative sex talk in yeah. your head is definitely not helpful and can contribute majorly to experiencing um, ED or even premature ejaculation. Well, I Is think that the same. Well, premature ejaculation, I want to touch on a little bit later. But okay. in ED, I think there's a lot of times where we get in our heads and one to perform for the partner that we're with. But then there's also a lot of stuff going around in the background. Like a lot of stuff going around in the background. Like there might be other people fucking or there might be somebody fucking your partner and you can hear it. Or somebody watching. Right. And so I wanted or to Or you talk- can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a... It fucks with people. Um, sometimes in a good way. In a good way. And sometimes in not a good in way. In a not a good way. Hmm. Well, we know somebody that like when they hear their partner, it's almost like when their partner's about to climax, he, he is going to come. Yeah. I, I know. Right? Yeah. Like that dynamic is kind of interesting. But for some people, it could be that you've never heard those sounds before come out of your partner. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, you can kind of get taken back into yourself because you're like, wait, I've never heard those sounds before. Or that you're not being present with that person. Right. You're not present with the person that you're with and this sort of things, which can start fucking with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that the one part, the one I'm trying to get at is, is like, you don't have to fit a mold. Right. Um, We're going to talk about performance fucking later on, but you don't have to fit a mold of like being the super awesome porn star as a dude, right? Like you don't have to do the wham, bam, ram a jamma, get it in as deep as you possibly can because some girls don't like that. (laughs) But I think that it's, it's hard for some guys to think that because you're in a sexual environment, you should be aroused. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is not always the case. It's like it goes back to the blueprints, right? Because not everybody is going to have that erotic blueprint of being a sexual person, a sexual being, and they could be something totally different. And it could be kink. They might need to see that or be exploring that to to get off. 100%. And so arousal for men is a big th- big contributor to ED. If you're not aroused, it's hard for you to get hard because there's no blood flowing. But if you're expected to play in that moment when you're not aroused, there's a there's a fine line in there where ED is going to be a lot more, I guess, um, it's going to come up more and more mm-hmm. within you. And not to say that you have erectile dysfunction, mm-hmm. but what you have is, is the fact that you might be rushed into a scenario where, again... We talk about take some time and get to know somebody and learn their ins and outs and what they like and what they don't like and be able to express yourself. Because again, for guys, I think a lot of times we don't express ourselves and what we want because we're there for sex. But some guys might take longer to get to the sex part, right? They need to be aroused. They need to have these feelings. Maybe it's smell or a sensation that they need to have Mm -hmm. or the energetic where they need to have that feeling of, you know, that sexual vibe without having actual penetration. Being desired, anticipation. 
Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so I think we need to look at arousal a lot when it comes to that. Because I think a lot of, and I don't think a lot of guys are um, being straightforward with that information and coming out and saying, hey, I need to be like aroused. And this is what gets me aroused. Mm -hmm. Like they don't even know what it is most of the time. Right. And for me, it's really easy in this lifestyle. And I don't mean to say it like that. Because because, you're a sexual blueprint. Because I'm a sexual blueprint. And if we get to the sex, I'm aroused. Yeah. Even if there's all that stuff leading up to it, I'm still aroused because there's the thought process that I have. James the cock is is there. Is there. He's ready. I'm ready to go. He's ready for it. I'm there for what my purpose, what I think my purpose is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, you got, you touched on a lot of good stuff. I'm glad that you were able to do some research last night when I was, when I was working away, um, because it is definitely a topic that a lot of men talk, ask us about. And even when we get to the, the, the questions, the IG questions, you'll see like a lot of people were asking about this, um, Actually, I want to what touch on... What else did you want to talk about? Yeah. So, one, talk about arousal. If you're not aroused and you want to use a pharmaceutical, um, this is where you might have a problem because arousal, these these drugs such as Viagra, Cialis, uh, Levitra, um, and any combination of the three um, that I've heard of... Um, <laughs> Super combo. The pills don't work if you don't have blood flow. So if you're not aroused, no blood flow... These pills don't work. Yeah. And then people just keep taking more and, and more. These, and they're not very good for your heart. I wrote down here, warning, warning, warning. And the reason why is because I think a lot of people think like, oh, because I can't get it up, I'll just take a pharmaceutical drug. And I'm okay with you doing that. What I'm not okay with you is not checking in with your doctor. Yeah, because you read some of the Oh my God, stories. the horror stories of taking like three, four, five pills and then it not working and not working. And all of a sudden it starts working and then you have this massive dosage of what this is. You have a, an erection for longer than four hours and then all of a sudden you have to literally get the blood drained from your penis. Oh my it God. can actually affect your penis in the long run. Talk to Jay from Average Swingers if you want to talk about this stuff. But really, guys, be careful with the drugs that you're taking. Uh, talk to your physician. Say, is my heart okay for this? People with high blood pressure, with um, heart diseases and stuff like that. One thing that, Or even a family history of heart disease. Yes. Be careful. Be careful taking this and, stuff. And be careful if you're mixing this stuff with alcohol and with drugs, especially like something like cocaine huge you got to be careful with that you're speeding up your heart and you're <laughs> drinking and you're diluting your blood and then you're speeding you're, up your heart more even more by trying to take this to pump more blood to your fucking penis i'm telling you guys be careful it's be careful yeah i mean the long-term effect of doing that you know every time you play is dangerous so every once in a while definitely if like you're in an orgy that's happening all night long in a hotel room with six other couples like yeah go for it if you want to if you've checked in with your physician and you got some, take it. But just be cautious of doing it every weekend. And the reason why is because the original, um, um, the chemical that's in Cialis, Levitra, and stuff like that is called sildenafil. And it was originally was to treat high blood pressure and angia. And they found it was better at producing an erection, a big old stiffy, than treating your heart. Um, and so... That's, um, again, these, this drug was originally try to help your heart and all it did was make your heart pump a little bit faster and give you more blood flow and then you get to get an erection. So it doesn't really cure the stuff that 
it's having. So again, check in with your physician, make sure that's, you know, everything's on the app. And there's also like options like talking to a therapist, a sexual therapist. Um, Well, that goes into the psychological. Yeah. For sure. Which did you want? We're more talking, I'm more talking about physical for right now, but psychologically, I think uh, a lot of times and for men, one for me, I was never, when I was, when I was in that situation, when I had, you know, my dick didn't get hard. My thought process goes to, it was definitely psychological because one, I was not in the right headspace. I wasn't in the right, I didn't think that that was going to happen. It sort of popped out of nowhere. Um, and it was one of our first experiences in sort of the lifestyle-ish. And I just couldn't get it hard. And I ended up being like just a cheerleader on the sidelines, but that's like typically not my stick. So interestingly enough, I think that my failure to speak up about my non-arousal, non-liking of the scene would Your prob- failure? Well, no, I just, because I didn't talk about it. Yeah. And right. I didn't talk about to you or to other people around us, like, hey, I'm not comfortable with it this. It's definitely a rushed experience. And then the problem is, is the psychological afterwards that good thing I can bounce, I bounce back because my dick works and, you know, I does and some people it doesn't work it doesn't go down that path yeah so that That first time can make it yeah and then it starts to get a long um process because what i read is is a lot of times this is it goes untreated because people don't take it seriously enough and the reason it doesn't get to go untreated a lot when you're younger too so if you come to a doctor when you're younger between the ages of like 16 and 35 you're not supposed to, I'm putting quotations up, but you're not supposed to have erectile dysfunction at yeah. a young age. So a lot of doctors slough it off as it's it's in your head or oh. it's, and you're just not Saying being treated. That the doctors and the medical, the medical professionals aren't giving the attention needed to these people that are coming, these men that are coming to them with issues. And, it, and people are getting younger and younger. So it's becoming yeah. harder. And one of the biggest problems that I found and not what harder. I saw was, no, not hard. But um, <laughs> one of the things that I found was is that a lot of men won't talk about it. Because they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed Shame. by it. Shamed. Uh, they fear like somebody's not going to like be on their side or something's going to go wrong or they're going to get sloughed off and they've talked, try to talk about it and it gets sloughed off because you're 27 you shouldn't be having this problem. Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably just a one-time thing. You're probably just in your head and you'll be fine, right? Or it's a small, it's a small physical thing. You probably just were exhausted or didn't get enough sleep or you're probably really stressed out, you know, what, what are your, your stresses and yeah. like- Again, this is not for a physician. This is more for a psychologist, a psychotherapist to be able to help you work through these issues and not like an actual and physical And determine the root problem. cause. Exactly. And so a lot of people don't talk about it and they'll go years without talking about it. But the problem is, is that the psychological warfare that you're playing in your own mind ends up being your downfall because you every time it comes up again like hey oh i got a girlfriend i might have to have sex with her hopefully my dick works again you're getting back in your head right instead of talking about it and addressing the situation right away this is my problem i need to learn how to fix this do i need to talk to somebody is this a physical thing is it a psychological thing is it something me and my partner can work on together is it low testosterone which brings up another fucking point which a guy like they the level of testing for testosterone in your blood is also up for debate about what is deficient as testosterone which again can affect your erections so anyways, that's up for debate within physicians to say what's an actual um, low number. Some say eight nanomoles per liter. 
of testosterone is low of testosterone in your blood, but some say 12 is low. And so some guys find themselves in the middle of this little um, like mm-hmm. kind of debate. And so some will say, a doctor will tell you, if you have 10 nanomoles in your blood, you're fine. You're good. It's not testosterone. But some will say, well, you have less than 12, which technically means you have some sort of deficiency. You might want to look into this. Hmm. And then there are uh, pharmaceutical and other sort of, I guess, pharmaceutical ways of dealing with it. Um, I wonder if a naturopath would be more, um, what would it be? Like they share more about results and stuff, right? Like doctors don't give you like the exact amount of whatever's in your blood. Right. And then if I go to my naturopath, she's like, well, this one's a little bit low. So maybe like going and getting like outside help with that and your hormone levels is. Well, and I think that a lot of guys, what my biggest tip for if you have ED is to start talking about it. Because if you don't address it, it will play warfare in your psychological constantly because you'll think oh a play session's coming up i hope my dick works Mm -hmm. right and then you'll think about preparing for it and you'll take a couple pills and yep no i'll be fine again why not address the root issue instead of having to take a pill i'm not saying don't take pills if you need to take a pill and you want to take a pill or you want to do an injection do your thing like fine by me i i think you should be transparent about that stuff with your partners and play partners i i don't see why not Again, I think you should be honest about like drugs you're on and drugs you're taking. So technically that would be a drug, right? I tell people I'm high all the time. <laughs> it just comes to the territory. It just James. comes with our territory. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, my tip for guys who have ED is to start talking about it, start addressing it, talking about it with a therapist, potentially your doctor, your partner, your actual, like your full-time partner, or if you don't have a full-time partner, um, bring it up. Um, a lot of times there's things you can do if you don't, if you have ED, um, become the king of foreplay, right? Like, like Jay said, become yeah. the king of foreplay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no. There's things you can do if people, and again, you can still bring arousal to somebody else and you can still bring arousal to yourself. And maybe you find that little avenue that ends up working for you that helps you get your erection that you need. Yeah. It just takes uh, talking about it and working it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So... Thanks, James. (laughs) (laughs) So I did a lot of research. So if you guys want to reach out to me uh, at all, um, you can reach out to sex.uninterrupted at gmail.com talking about ED issues. Um, You can reach out to us on any of the socials. I will try to get back to you um, as soon as I can. Um, I I think this is a very uh, common problem in the lifestyle, one. And and like I said, almost all men are going to have ED in some time in their life. And I think that you're going to put yourself in uncomfortable positions in the lifestyle. So this is a very common ground for a lot of people. And I think that for men specifically, because you have an actual um, appendage that needs to get hard to have intercourse, which, and then now we're going to talk about. Yeah. Like even women, like experiencing pain during sex and stuff like that is, this is issues that women face and we are constantly facing these challenges and, not not only um i know that most of the time it's not out there so even more so a lot of times they won't talk about it or say if something's like hurting or not feeling good they kind of just uh cover it up or fake an orgasm which again this comes back to that whole point we should all be talking about these things more and more because again we want to experience great sex and what does that mean to you yeah well and 
I'm thinking back to like times where I didn't have a very pleasurable time being with people and it's because I didn't speak up about the things that I was uncomfortable with like whether it be we were playing in a group and I was getting too distracted so I didn't want the play to continue anymore but I kind of like just did it anyways because it was already happening right like I didn't say hey do you want to go to a private room or something like that and I I don't know. I think that women are just as prone to experiencing these issues. And even um, when it comes to pressure for orgasming. Oh, um, that's a a big one, right? Like that thought process. I I thought about that too. When I talk about performance issues in women. Yeah. Like, and that's something that came up when we did the uh, women's group discussion when we were at Young Swingers Week was that a lot of women feel pressure from the man that they're with to have an orgasm, but they're with somebody who's never been with them before or who doesn't really know their body or what they like. And sometimes it's not always about the orgasm either. You know, like it's not always the goal. And a lot of times, um, like what we discussed was that men think the experience for women and the ultimate pleasure that we experience comes from an orgasm, but that's not the only thing like no just right. feeling pleasure is well and that goes back so, to the blueprints oh yeah really goes back to the blueprints right you might be energetic yeah true right you might be energetic and what that might mean for you is is that you might need to find somebody who's also energetic so that you can slow things down and it's not like a rat race to the finish yeah right and and some women might like that but not not a lot of women have the goal of having an orgasm in mind. I don't know. No, they want to have great sex. They want to have great sex. I think that's what well, yeah, I can't like, say for women. Sorry. <laughs> like, like, just like, give me all, like, give me all of it over and over. And it's, if I don't have an orgasm, that's okay too. Well, and that might mean you're not in the exact space you need to be in. True. Right. Very true. And not to say that you don't want to be in that space, but it just might be not the perfect space for you the ideal ideal sorry i don't want to say perfect yeah the ideal space yeah definitely and i and i think a lot of women feel that pressure though big time even me i know that when i'm with somebody new it can be really hard to have an orgasm with with them even with me sometimes but with you no i have them pretty quickly okay you know that you know (laughs) i got a big smile on my face but that's okay um yeah i think that a lot of times a lot of these issues get brought up is because we're we we think that people are like our partners sometimes yeah do you find that yeah i find that like what our partner wants to experience is what other women want to experience yeah and that's why i think it helps like you ask questions and stuff which just kind of gets into the performance fucking um aspect of it yeah yeah which we'll we'll get to but um i think for women like just understanding what you like and what you want to experience and and same as men like what do you get arousal from what do you feel aroused from and just being true to yourself and communicating that to everybody too i think that's a big thing right is being true to what exactly you're there for Right. Mm -hmm. And I think these are a lot of conversations that a lot of people don't have before they leave the house. Mm. Like the, if I had it my way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that when you get into those scenarios, you haven't had this conversation with your partner or something like that. Right. And then you're like, well, 
maybe last time or you have an experience that's similar to it. And so you play off that experience and that thought process and you go, well, he was okay with it last time or she was okay with this last time. So why would this be a problem this time? And I think that a lot of times we get into these scenarios where we think that the main goal is sex. And I think that that's what I've said is one of the bigger flaws of the lifestyle is, is that a lot of people presume it's all about sex. Mm Mm-hmm. And it can be so much more, like so much more. So much pleasure, so much uh, friendship, intimacy, and relationships, and openness, and passion. Yeah. Right. And yeah. there's so much more to experience. It's not all about just getting it in and fucking. And, and I, I think, think that's, when you take that off, when you shed that away, then you can be more relaxed and you can actually enjoy what is happening around you. Well, and, and again, being honest with yourself, it's that whole self-love thing and learn to love yourself and learn to know what you like and what you don't like and, and discuss that with your partner. And if your partner has to speak up at a certain moment to say, well, she doesn't like that, or she likes this and she likes her, Mm -hmm. this stuff, right? Again, your partner can then also help other people. And that's kind of hot and encouraging and... Hey, if you do this, she really likes it. Yeah. Like there's little tips that you could like give. pull her hair. Yeah, exactly. She really likes to get face fucked, right? Yeah. Like there's that dynamic. Yeah, of like, true. You know, open wide and just... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think that there's some really good advice in there for both men and women. Definitely more for men. Um, but women, definitely reach out to me too. Uh, we can t- chat more. We wanted to save some time to get into performance fucking, which is coming up next. But I did want to say too, for women, same as for men, if you are experiencing some issues like pain during sex, especially for women or men having erectile dysfunction or potentially premature ejaculation, these might be psychological things too. Like Um, talk to your doctor, talk talk to to a psychologist, a therapist, a psychologist. A sex, a sexologist, or a sexual psychotherapist. Yeah, like there's lots of people. Um, You can reach out to us, and we can put you in touch with people. Um, We do know, again, like some of these issues are a lot deeper than we can handle. Yeah, (laughs) right. But but we can also help you get the support that you need too. Exactly. So yes, we're going to cut to a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about performance fucking. Get your fuck on. Anyways, stay tuned. Hey, sexy listeners. Do you like free stuff? Because we like free stuff. And Adam and Eve is helping us to give you some free stuff. Right now, if you go to adamandeve.com and use SU at checkout, you'll get one item for 50% off. And then Adam and Eve will give you 10 tantalizing free gifts, a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. Plus six free spicy movies. Plus free shipping. That's right, folks. If you go to adamandeve.com, pick out one item, you'll get it for 50% off, plus a sexy gift for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, plus six free spicy movies and free shipping. Sue at adamandeve.com. Our Patreon community has got it going on. We recently revamped our entire community and frequently are sharing all kinds of bonus and exclusive content with our members. 
It's the only platform we share the more intimate side of ourselves, and we even have Kristen, the independent unicorn, on a guest tier. You guys will love her. Membership start at only $5 a month and gives you access to our steamy blog, the video version of many of our shows, never-before-seen photos, the opportunity to join our monthly live smoke show, and much more. Not only that, you are directly supporting us, which means we get to invest more into Sex Uninterrupted and get things like a new video recorder or computer for video editing. Visit patreon.com slash sex uninterrupted and choose a membership tier today. And we're back. (laughs) It's not as animated as you. And we're back. <laughs> Anyways, we are Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. I guess this is James, and that's Tara. Uh, we're talking about uh, performance um, and trying to have the best sex you can possibly have. In the lifestyle. In the lifestyle. Between the sheets. Ah, just so like perform- every fortune cookie. <laughs> so performance fucking. This is something that James is pretty passionate about talking. About? About, about, <laughs> about, talking about, about, talking about, about. I really like actually performance fucking. And, and the reason why I say this, I've, I've said this before, but I think that because I experience uh, what I need to, um, one from the lifestyle and from, uh, I guess, a general standpoint is that I feel like what I need to from sex. I always talk about for me is putting my best dick forward. Okay. Right, and I've said this before on other shows. I, this, yeah, I've and this heard is this my, before. One of my favorite sayings is "Put your best dick forward." When you want to put on a good performance, fuck, and you know want to do all this stuff, the one thing that I always recommend is put your best dick forward. Now that again doesn't mean put on the porn star whamma jamma rama bama. You know, thank you, mama. Unless she wants. Unless that. that's what she's looking for. But what I mean by best dick forward is have the important conversations before you get to sex. Mm-hmm. Like, talk about, do you like uh, getting choked? Do you like your ass played with? Do you like your asshole played with? Do you like a finger in the pussy? How many fingers can I fit inside your pussy? Like, these are things that can be sexy, that can bring up a lot of sexy talk, but it also gets you understanding the person that you're about to potentially play with. Mm -hmm. And if you get to put on the performance fuck, there is a high... Uh, probability that you will have a reoccurring transaction. Yes. (laughs) Don't mean it as in like a transaction, but you know what I mean. Like you will have this, people will talk about you. They'll be like, ooh, I had a really good time. With these people, right? I want to do that again. And they might even share that information with other people. Yes. So that, again, I always say put your best dick forward as in like get to know the person you're with, be that be a gentleman and start figuring out what they like and what they don't like. Because like we said in the last thing, what your partner likes is not what every other woman likes. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's different. Every body is different. And also being present in the moment, like during the act, like asking questions, getting some feedback, giving feedback even. If she's giving you head and you're telling her what you like, like, oh, slow down or, oh, I like it when you use your hand. Like, that's that's a turn on for me because then I'm actually doing something that you're really enjoying. Right. And I want you to enjoy this. This is the reason why we're here. Pleasure, right? In a sense. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But being in that moment is so hot. And when everything's clicking 
perfectly and you know you got like the nice sounds and you got the stuff going on around you and potentially you're a guy with two girls or you're with <laughs> another couple or you're you're a girl and you're with two guys and the other guys are loving it and it's just how it works the thing is is like i feel like when you're present in those moments and you're putting your best dick forward and even putting your best vagina forward however that may be <laughs> putting your best mouth forward <laughs> um, putting your best whole whole, whole forward, forward. <laughs> Um, I think that you're going to have better sex. You're going to experience this more and you're going to find people that are going to be very compatible. Um, And if you're there to please the other person, then great. You're, you're taking on all this information and you're able to give them back exactly what they want, which again, a lot of people, when you pay attention to them and give them the, the attention that they're giving back to you by explaining the stuff they like and they dislike it, there's a big draw, um, like almost even like emotionally to somebody who's able to give you the time of day to listen to the things that you like and you don't like. Yeah, you feel validated. 100%. Yeah, for sure. I definitely like when uh, when guys ask me what I like or what um, what turns me on. And then later on, I, I see them like pull it up in the bedroom why not yeah right these are things that work these are the questions i think that a lot of people should be asking like what What makes me want to go back to them too like i definitely value guys who give me the that feeling of of um, what you need what i yeah what i'm looking for and talking to me during during sex that's huge but there is the alternate side what of giving i guess uh like direction in a sense feedback feedback giving feedback and it being taken negatively yeah that's happened to me too right which could lead to performance issues yeah and that's happened to me too right where you're not used to a strong like as a guy you're not used to a strong dominant female who tells you exactly what she wants she wants you to lick it this way and flick it that way and touch it this way and do this that's me it can be kind of discouraging if you think you got all your shit together and then all of a sudden somebody's shaking shaking up your world of how you play with pussy right and because you're thinking well no no this is how i do it with her yeah and a lot of times that can get you into trouble yeah that's true good point so i think that a lot of times um one big point that i like to make when you come to performance fucking and giving feedback and taking feedback and stuff try not to take it personally this has even happened between me and you yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah she called me out of my diddling skills yeah i was like i don't like this and, she, and i fucking got discouraged yeah and then anyways but <laughs> Aww. I but it's true though because you think you got your shit on lock and then somebody fucking rocks your world and you're like oh shit this is how i've been doing it for a while now right <laughs> and not to say that like it wasn't pleasurable in those other moments it was just that in that moment she said she didn't like it and it kind of rocked me a little bit because i thought that you know in the long run we know how to please each other's bodies yeah but our bodies even change like 100 even how i masturbate i've been changing that lately so i think that's changing how I like to be played with too. So of course I'm going to tell you because you touch me all the time. So I want it to be the ultimate pleasure when it comes from you. Right. And, and then that, you got discouraged and I was like, oh. You hurt my feelings. I didn't know. I got my bum bum hurt. Aww. I got my butt hurt. But yeah, no, I think that a lot of times I think that that communication needs to come across as gracious. I, I don't know. I want to say like as 
Compassionate. Compassionate. That's the one. C's. Three C's. Mm -hmm. One of the C's. Um, Yes, have some compassion and be honest about what you like and what you don't like. I think a lot of times we talk about that all the time, but I think that it becomes more prevalent when you're actually in a play scenario. And again, try not to take it personally if somebody's trying to describe to you what they like. I try and use like a hint of sexiness. So like definitely. Right. Try and keep it sexy and like, oh, I like it more like when you do this and keep it there instead. Instead of... Getting yeah. discouraged because somebody just fucking yeah. told you you're not doing it right. Yeah, but that's also not what I try and say. Exactly. <laughs> well, you can't say it like that because a lot of times it will discourage and then you get performance issues and then your dick doesn't get hard because somebody told you you're doing it wrong. I, I'm telling you, it happens. It's not. It, it's one of those things that I think a lot of people just being open and honest. And I think that one of the big things I always say is don't get discouraged. When somebody's giving you feedback, take that as like a learning tool or yes, uh, something. Don't be like me and get your butt hurt because <laughs> it's not personal. <laughs> it's not. It's how what they like and what they don't like. Be happy that they you're told learning you. something new. Be happy they told you. Oh, you're happy I told you. Yes, you're happy now. So, yes, <laughs> I was butt hurt at the time, and now it was great because I get to, and then and now I'm like focusing on my diddler. You know, you gotta get the diddle on. <laughs> gotta figure it out oh james um and again like i said use it use these feedbacks and information and these conversations as tools to have the best sex possible with the people that are around you and you can really you can go far if you just take the information as it comes give compliments as it comes as it comes and comes and comes <laughs> All right. Um, one little tip we wanted to say for performance fucking though um, was if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna have like group play or stuff like that. Uh, one thing I always find sometimes happens when you're in like a orgy scene or something like that. Not is, even orgy, but just a really hot, passionate time. Is people pull their fucking phones out? Yes. And that's okay. I as love pictures. As long as you've gotten consent from everyone. Like, just say, like, is it okay if I take a picture and, like, just look at everyone, make sure they're like, yeah, that's fine. Or even bring it up beforehand. Hey, we love yeah, to take true. photos when we're playing. Do you guys mind photos? And as long as they say yes and they don't go anywhere or they're just between us and we can have them and share them between the four of us or whatever that happens to look like, there's probably people that don't want photos taken. So then maybe don't take the photos, but then you realize maybe they're not the people for you because you want to take photos. So now you figured out something. There you go. Tips. Tips, tips and tips. So yeah, talk about that. Are we talk gonna phones and cameras? We're gonna just go to our IG questions next. Yeah. Okay. I think that's best. Yeah, we're gonna cut to our IG questions because our first segment went a little long because I got a little passionate about E D and I PE. think it was a very, very good passionate um And I like performance fucking too. It's one this is a great topic for me. I know. I'm super happy you brought this one up. This you were a, you didn't really want this one at first. No, this is a tired topic. He was this like, is a total oh. tire topic. He's like, oh, what? We're gonna talk. And I'm like, this is like your jam. I like it. It's so much fun. Anyways, thank you, babe. No, um, I love you. Anyways, we're going to cut to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to have our IG questions. So stay tuned. <laughs> Travel, events, parties, and clubs are a huge part of the lifestyle. It's how you connect with the community. But sometimes it can be hard to find out what's going on, especially when you're traveling and don't know what's out there. That's where Cassidy comes in. 
If you're looking to attend club events, meetups, resort takeovers, hotel takeovers, you name it, Cassidy makes it so easy to search. We also like the fact that you can post your travel calendar or rendezvous so people can see if you're visiting their city or if they're feeling frisky. So go to Cassidy.com, K-A-S-I-D-I-E.com and use the code AZSEXY, A-Z-S-E-X-Y for a free 30-day elite membership today. This space is for rent. Our show is growing and we want to get your message out there. If you are a business and you want to promote what you got, get in touch with us at sex.uninterrupted at gmail.com. We are flexible with our ad space options and confident your message will be heard. Again, email us at sex.uninterrupted at gmail.com for more information today. We look forward to hearing from you. And And we're we're back. We counted him down. Welcome to Sex Interrupted. Oh, welcome back. If you haven't been listening to the first few segments, we've been talking about performance issues and performance fucking and all of the things in between and some tips and tricks and some stuff like that. And now we have some IG questions. Yes. Always good to have those around. (laughs) Oh, one thing I didn't talk about in the last segment was premature ejaculation. Um, For guys, um, it can be a thing. Uh, There's some tips and tricks that you can do um, for premature ejaculation. Uh, One is there's an ejaculatory reflex. Um, I forgot. I was bringing this up. This all come back to me in my head. Uh, there's an ejaculatory reflex and to actually stop the ejaculatory reflex inside your body is to take a deep breath. It actually stops that. So if you're about to come, take a very, very deep, deep breath. Do that a couple Breathe. times. It's supposed to actually um, reduce the ejaculatory reflex. There are a few other things uh, such as the squeeze technique, which is when you're about to come uh, to uh, stop whatever you're doing. Pull your penis out of a hand or vagina or mouth or wherever you are Asshole. and squeeze and assholes and squeeze the tip. Um, that's an interesting. I've seen that happen yeah. with so guys squeeze, before. I've squeeze the tip for that. about 10 to 20 seconds. I've seen them do that in porn even. Squeeze it for about 10 to 20 seconds mm-hmm. and then release it. And you can do that multiple times before you're about to come. Uh, so same sort of concept there. That's the squeeze technique. There was the other one where um, you just let yourself breathe, um, take some time, pause, take some time during sex. So when you're having sex and you're about to come, if you don't want to come, um, once you gain control of that, uh, you can do a little bit better. There are some other things that you can do for uh, premature ejaculation. Um, if you need to get want to get a hold of me, just reach out. Thank you, James. Anyways, sorry. I just, that was a little topic that I forgot that came back to me. Download. Okay. So so back to the IG questions. Back to the IG questions. Uh, I'll ask the first one because it's kind of more for you. How can you stop overthinking and preventing yourself from getting hard? Uh, I think you just got to continuously positive affirmations to yourself saying that I'm going to get hard. I will please this woman. I'm going to have a really good time. I'm going to have a great time. Uh, Those positive talks, it's positive cognitive something. Sorry, I don't remember, but talking to yourself in a positive light. I think that that's a big thing. I think a lot of times we get distracted because one, we think, oh, we don't want to come too soon. And then we start thinking of non-sexy things, but then those non-sexy things take over our psychological things. And then we end up getting further down the rabbit hole than we wanted to do because it's a slippery slope. So trying to just be positive within yourself and uh, overthinking is, is it's going to happen. You're in a new scenario, a new situation, a new sort of environment. You're going to sometimes overthink the wrong thing. I, I think just take some time for yourself, take a deep breath, um, focus in on the 
talks that you had before and the communication that you developed for that whole thing and then use them as tools. Oh, that's great. I like it. Try to clear your mind. It's yeah. tough. I know. Anyways, next question. Questions for you kind of too. Huh. What's the norm slash expectation for communication of potential ED issues? I, I think if you bring it up and own it, it's like, I, I think owning it is the fundamental start to your um, getting. Yeah, but what if it. you're trying to have those positive affirmations and then you're trying to tell them? No, we want to talk to people about it. If you have ED issues and you get into a placing and it just doesn't continuously work. Oh, then talk I'm to talking about, about yeah, I'm talking about like, no, talk, talk about the fact is, is that if you have ED issues, you should be talking about that with your partners. Because again, there are so many other things you can do besides actual sexual penetration. Yeah. Right. So what is the norm? I would say you should talk about your ED issues with your partners, your play partners, your your primary partner, other play partners, because I think that you... I would appreciate it. One, yeah, so that you don't have to feel, again, like that whole misconception of, oh, I can't get this guy hard. Yeah, exactly. Right? And then you start getting down on yourself and it becomes a psychological warfare within you and you're yeah. like, oh, shit. Maybe I'm not good at what I'm doing or not good at giving a blowjob. Or am I not good enough for you? Yeah. This person that you're potentially playing with. Exactly. So I think that the norm should be and expectation should be that you talk about it. Yeah. I think you should. I, and I think that it, you'll get, I think you'll get way further, way further in le- if you, then if you get a reputation. And have a more positive yes. experience. Absolutely. And like, again, I think you should just be talking about it because I think that's the first step in understanding your ED and how to move past it and how to get people to potentially help you. Like, what if you're a kinky blueprint and you can only get hard through kink? I need my balls fucking pulled away from my body or I need to have somebody spank me and this is how I get hard. Yeah. This is how you start your exploration is talking about it. Okay. Question three. Are most guys on some kind of performance enhancer? And this was a question I had a few times. Are most guys? I, I think I started taking performance enhancers. Um, <laughs> performance enhancers. I started taking performance enhancers when I want to take my mind off of that process. I don't need them, but sometimes I don't want to have to worry about it. Or have it in your mind. Or have the thought process in my mind or feel like I have to, you know, be the... Because big... you'll get aroused no matter what. Yes. And so that's not necessarily the problem for me. But I think that a lot of guys are on them, one, to potentially take their mind off of it. But I think there's a lot of guys on them because they f- are in uncomfortable positions where they don't want to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're talking about it. Yeah. But I think there are a lot of a lot of guys, even in my men's of the lifestyle group uh, discussion that we have, uh, Cialis, Viagra, Levitra, they were it was just brought up actually, do you do performance enhancers? And a lot of guys would talk about the different types that they do and the stuff that they do. Again, warning, talk to your doctor first, please. We don't want to have dead people because they're, you know, doing a boner pill. Yeah. I don't want no. that. No. No. We no. don't want that at any event. No. So yes. Um they are on them uh i would just ask them if they are i if you want if you want if it bugs you if it if you if you don't think that like you're being able to get them hard because they're on performance enhancers and it bugs you talk about it yeah bring it up 
Definitely. Okay, next question. As a man, how can you maintain a high libido during an orgy? Be in the moment. Be present. Be present. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I was just thinking about like what, what gets me staying in that moment is just realizing where I am. And looking around. Looking at fucking around and seeing all these sexy people having fun. And, to and, have and a- we're also going in with a strong foundation that we've built together so you know that we're going to have a good time. I'm going to speak up if something happens that maybe you're not okay with or I'm not okay with, right? Discussing the rules and boundaries first. Yeah. But a high libido in an orgy is, if you want to take a pill, take a pill. I'm telling you, like, I'm just going to say it. I'm not, I don't want to push pharmaceutical drugs on anybody. I don't think that they're like the best case scenario. I think you should probably figure out why. But I think a lot of times... To maintain a high libido, again, be present, but also take breaks. Like an orgy can last fucking three, four, five hours. If you come in the first, you know, 25 minutes, take a fucking 15 minute break. Yeah. Right? Go get waters for everyone. Yeah, go get waters. Think about (laughs) the stuff you just did and what you want to go and do more and maybe potentially who you want to do those with. Yeah. And then go back in and maybe try to find your way back into the fold and stick your dick in somebody's mouth or, you know, or, or yes, of course, or jump on somebody's face with consent, (laughs) right? Like I'm talking about like, just take your time, find out your avenue and your, the, where you fit in and, you know, continuously try to put yourself in the best case scenario for you to maintain a high libido. Good answer. Okay. This one was, was more of a comment. Uh, It was a girl that said, it's so common, ED, I used to take it personally. And I can definitely relate to that. There's been plenty of times where a guy's had issues and it's not because of me. It's more of because he's just not feeling aroused or comfortable in that situation. Some sort of psychological thing comes into play. Sometimes it's James pounding his wife. (laughs) it's what she wanted and making her have screams and noises come out of her that he's never heard before so i've definitely experienced it and yeah again trying to take it personally i just i i just help the man to realize that it's not about that too like we just take a breath together we relax get back in the moment fall back into the body that kind of stuff yeah what if you just need cuddles yeah. What if you just need cuddles? You just want some cuddles. You get back to the, like that sex- sensual state of mind, um, right? It can get sexual really quickly. So I think that one of the things that we always say is is that don't take it too personally. It's not about you. Maybe ask questions like, is there something I can do that really turns you on? Do you want me to perform a strip tease? Um, mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. if you, or do you want me to uh, like play with your balls, or do you want me to uh, kiss your nipples? I don't, like, there's little things that you can just ask questions for somebody if they can't get it hard, or if a woman's not coming. Again, asking the questions. Okay, how much time do we have? Should we do one more? Yes. Okay, I worry about a new person seeing me naked for the first time. Is it something that I should be worried about? Is this something I should be worried about? I don't think you should be. Being Sorry. naked is natural to naked, me. Yeah. Like, we, we just watched this documentary about Woodstock and how everybody was naked at the river. And, like, at first, like, he was, like, I was a 17-year-old boy. You'd think that I would be, like, or or scared even. But he's like, it was like so natural. natural. And well, we go to Hedo, right? And 
we we take our clothes off as soon as we get walked through the goddamn door but <laughs> but we like to you know we like to express ourselves with nakedness and i think that a lot of places like hedonism desire um not temptations because it's not clothing optional but you get to see somebody naked walking around just doing their daily activities and yeah, stuff like that so, and it's just owning that you're you're if you want to get into this lifestyle you're going to see people naked and there are people that are going to see you naked so if that's a big thing for you maybe that's something you want to bring up or something that you want to work through before getting into the lifestyle because like we say one of the pillars of the foundational of the the foundation that we say you need for the lifestyle is self-love right and part of self-love is being able to accept yourself and who you are and what you put out there and maybe if being naked is a really difficult thing for you then you have to look for more intimate ways to play with people um, more in the privacy of your house or hotel room with maybe not a big crowd or something like that or right? even just saying I, I prefer to do it with the lights off because i don't yeah. like my body and if somebody doesn't respect that well that's their choice but again James. no i'm just trying to say I i'm know. like I, I just want people to say that you should be comfortable in any scenario so if you're not comfortable with the lights on because you don't want somebody to see your stretch marks or they don't you don't want them to see the little fold of skin or this and that and the other um, I think you should just be respected in what you like and what you don't like. And if you actually have a fear of somebody seeing you naked and maybe just talk about it and try to work through it again, because these are things that you're probably going to be naked at some point in front of somebody if you want to have sex with them. So how that works out for you, I, I, I wish you the best and I hope that you guys find the avenues that work for you. I think just, again, owning your sexuality and owning yourself and that self-love that Tara talks about, it's something that you just got to gotta get to and get yourself out there. Because, again, there's so many body types in the lifestyle. There's so many different people. Ugh, it's crazy. But anyways, um, I want actually want to touch on the last question is uh, how often does it happen? Which we kind of talked about. It, yeah, I know, but it, it can happen. It happens to every guy. At some point in your life, it'll happen. So it can happen a lot or it can happen a little. It's more up to you of when you start acknowledging it and starting trying to work through it. Aw, thanks, James. You did a really good job on the show. I like this one. This one was really fun. Uh, and I hope High you guys <laughs> and I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Um, this has been good. If you guys want more information, uh, go to sexuninterrupted.com. And if you want to support us directly, you can go to patreon.com slash sex uninterrupted where you can actually see the behind the scenes video of us recording this yes. actual episode. Yes, we recorded it. We're sitting in our studio all chill. All chill. I'm in like... All our warm stuff because in Canada here, it's, it's fucking cold. cold. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to wear something sexy and I'm like, no, I'm just going to wear a hoodie. <laughs> I'm in hoodie and sweatpants. So yeah. Anyways, I want to thank you guys for listening all the way to the end. Thank you. Hashtag Sue Crew. Yeah. We will have another episode coming out next Friday at 3 p.m. Mountain Time. And until next time. Keep it sexy. Thank you for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed the sexy show, you can find more at sexuninterrupted.com. Don't forget that you can also follow us on Twitter at sxuninterrupted, Instagram at sex.uninterrupted, Facebook, and YouTube. If you want to directly support what we do, please check out patreon.com slash sexuninterrupted today and join our community. We'll see you here next Friday at 2 p.m. on the West Coast and 5 p.m. on the East Coast on the Voice America Variety Channel.